0: and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place.
1: Let's get started. Welcome back to the You Do Woo podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited because this week we have a double header in our podcast episodes and they're all, well, both of them are about animals. So the one from yesterday was about communicating with your animals, alive or not. And today is about eating animals or not eating animals or eating less of animals. So this is a really, really juicy episode. It is with my good friend, Sabrina Miller. I think we've known each other for like over seven years now. She's amazing. She was actually my first vegan friend. And just full disclosure, I am not vegan or vegetarian. However, this is something I've been chatting about quite a bit. Ever since I started microdosing, I have eaten quite a bit less meat and sometimes just cannot handle eating meat. So I still eat meat, but I eat like 50% less of it than I used to. And It's not something I like logically thought through. It was just about like following my body and what it wants. And sometimes it really craves meat and sometimes it is repulsed by meat. And it changes day to day, meal to meal, but I'm trying to listen to it. There's a lot of interesting information in this episode. And I ask for you to just listen to it and run it through your own authority But there's a lot of really great information that Sabrina gives. If you are somebody who's looking to eat more plants, eat less meat, go vegetarian or pescatarian or vegan, I highly recommend connecting with Sabrina as a support system. She's amazing and she's walked so many people through their journey in eating more plants and less meat. So do what feels right for you follow her on Instagram. She's great to follow just for all things, but especially if you're somebody who's wanting to learn more about the benefits of eating more plants and all of that. And I will say (laughs) this weekend I ate a lot of meat and I just like on Sunday, I did not feel well. Like I didn't feel well and my tummy was all jacked. So today I'm eating lots more plants than yesterday I did too. And I just feel freaking great. Definitely has like a weird energetic effect on you when you eat too much meat, or at least it does for me and a lot of people I've talked to. So anyways, I hope that you enjoy this podcast episode let me know what you think about it. Please share with all of your friends, especially friends who are vegan or vegetarian. They'll definitely want to connect with Sabrina. It's just like like like-minded connection and support. But if you know anybody who's maybe having issues with their tummy or their just diet or wants to feel better, you might forward this episode to them and see if it feels correct for them. It was a really good one, and I hope you enjoy. Okie
0: dokie. Welcome back, y'all, to the You Woo podcast. I'm excited for today's guest, and I think you're really going to love this conversation. I have my Dear friend and one of my mastermind members, Mrs. Sabrina Miller Mm -hmm. here with us. And we're going to talk about, okay, Sabrina was like my first friend that I made like six years ago,
1: Seven years. years.
0: Mm -hmm. who's totally vegan, which is crazy. Us both living in Austin, Texas. I just, I ran with a different crowd. So Sabrina has taught me many things about being vegan. I'm not yet. I might at some point, I don't know, I'll go into that in a second, Sabrina. But like this was even before human design. So you were like literally my only vegan friend. And now I have way more vegan friends. I think it's a trend that's growing, which is good talk all about that. And just FYI, if you are a meat eater, continue listening, okay? Sabrina's not going to like cut your head off or anything, but it's really great, especially if you have an open Ajna in your human design, you're meant to be open-minded. And I highly recommend just listening to this whole episode. There's a lot of really good stuff that we're going to talk about. And I just want you to, if you're able to maintain an open mind, because this is semi new to me, learning all of this information, especially having Sabrina as part of my like, you know, daily world now. And I might talk about this on another episode too, but with human design, we are learning that as we walk into this new paradigm, as we approach 2027, it's weird because we're act like more and more people are actually born not wanting to eat meat, not needing meat, needing meat less, not wanting to eat meat as much. Like I do this thing where I, and I I joke about it with my husband, but there's lately in the past like year, especially since practicing my human design, I have times where I'll like start eating some meat and I'm like, I can't eat anymore. Like it's literally repulsive to me. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but I listen to my body and it makes me eat less meat, honestly. Anyways, whole other thing. But Sabrina, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your journey with food and eating. Tell us all about that. Like, did you become vegetarian first or vegan first? And what did that look like?
2: Yeah, well, thank you for having me today. I'm super excited um, to share this. Um, not only am I a proud vegan animal rights activist, but I'm a nutrition coach too, so I love all things food related. So no, I was not born out the gate of vegan. I wish I was. My earliest memories, though, I never really wanted to eat meat. So I remember, I can remember as young as maybe like three or four, my mom putting a burger in front of me and me taking the meat patty out and just wanting the bread. And, you know, my mom, I love her, but, you know, knows nothing about nutrition. Was like, you need that protein. And I was like, I don't want it. So, you know, I had to eat it. And then um, when I was in third grade, um, I learned how smart pigs are. And I fell in love with them because there was a teacher next door in my classroom who loved pigs, Miss Trish. Still remember her. And so I came home and I gave my mom a presentation on how intelligent and loving and kind pigs are. In third I, grade. Yes. <laughs> and I told her I did not want to eat them anymore, and she said, "Okay." And then I asked, "Could I stop all animals?" And she said, "No." So, so I stopped eating pigs, pork in third grade, and then I would ask off and on, and basically at 14, became a vegetarian not healthy at all because back then like I knew no vegetarians there was not a lot out at all and then just continued my journey I'm let's see I'm well say my age I'm 39 and I became full-blown vegan I say that because full-blown actual vegan about four years ago now eggs for some reason for multiple years was the one thing that I was just struggling to let go of I don't know why. I think it's because I'm a um, a trainer as well. And I was just like, this was a good, I thought, protein source. So that's my journey. Um And now, yeah, full on vegan, a vegan for animal rights and health, because there's
0: different reasons people become vegan. But that is my journey. I love that. Okay. And I have a question because you have two kiddos and I have a three year old. And as far as just like we talk about this on a weekly basis with human design, like conditioning and deconditioning and all of yeah. that kind of stuff, are your kids vegan? What has that journey looked like?
2: Oh, it's a great question and um, one that I'm super emotional about because so answer is one yes, one no. So my newest, Nico, who is a year, is vegan, and he will be vegan. No option. like He will be vegan because I'm raising him to be vegan and knowing everything about it for the environment, for his health, and for animal rights. That's what we're rolling with, and my husband supports that. When we had Sloan, my six-year-old, I was a vegetarian, and my husband didn't eat uh, mammals but he chicken and fish. And so our compromise was because he didn't want her to be vegetarian. I love him, but he just didn't know much back then. Now he's like being vegan is fine. So basically you now Sloan now has fish. She doesn't really do chicken at all. And we've never done like cow milk. Like this house is a vegan house. If they want something that's not vegan, they have to get it outside the house. She is on her journey. We say, as she says, I'm on my journey to become vegan. The one thing she struggles to let go of is mac and cheese, which so I'm constantly trying vegan mac and cheese recipes to make her switch over. But I'm having to respect her journey. I can't pressure her. So that's the situation. We're pretty much a vegan household, except for their journeys are a little slower than
0: mine. So yeah. yeah, that's okay. We do. Like Caroline's obsessed with nutritional yeast. We put it on like cheese. It's the best
2: thing. So that's been the biggest helper in converting Sloan to almost vegan is nutritional yeast. And honestly, as a nutrition coach, it's something I just insist on all my clients using if you're vegan or not. I mean, there's just so many vitamins and nutrients, especially all of the B vitamins, which is great for your brain health. Um, And there's protein in it. So yeah, and it tastes just like cheese. Nico and I do a tofu scramble in
0: the morning and it's just like, tastes like eggs and cheese. You put that stuff on it, it's so good. Yeah, she yeah. sometimes prefers that to like having cheese. And we also, she's obsessed with this at the Asian grocery food store. We get this mushroom powder. Mm. It's salty and it like can do well for nutritional yeast and mushroom powder. I don't know, it tastes like you're eating cheese to me. So yay, just some resources for people. Yeah, that's been something that I have been working on with Caroline. So we like conditioning such a freaking funny thing, you know, Mm because that was a big deal for me. And when I was in elementary school, I always like ate meat. But like in the mornings, I would eat like a pop tart, you know, instead of any kind of protein. And like in elementary school, I started fainting. I had like super low blood sugar. And I went to the doctor and they're like, you need to eat like protein in the morning. And they didn't say meat. They are just like, you need protein in the morning. So of course my mom's like, okay, let's do eggs and sausage or what, you know, that kind of stuff, which helped that. But in the eighties and early nineties, we didn't know, like, you're like, oh, you can't get protein any other way, except mm-hmm. that, like eat and cheese, you know? So that was like, so conditioned into me, like this is so important to have first thing in the morning and with Caroline, Obviously, we don't feed her Pop-Tarts, but I try to really, like, introduce a lot of stuff. And we do the, she's, like, obsessed with having her hair grow. She's like, I want longer hair. And I'm like, okay, vegetables make your hair longer. Let's eat more vegetables, you know? I'm conditioning sort of in that way, but that way it's also good. That's fine. good conditioning. I remember my mom telling me, like, anything green is going to make you pretty, which that's a whole thing. Because I'm like, okay, pretty's fine, pretty. but I don't yeah. want... <laughs> That didn't yeah. be a thing either it's like okay let's help you grow and help your eyesight be better and help right you,
2: like- yeah no we um our positive conditioning if you will in our household is well Sloan, if you eat you know this vegetable and this whatever it is so we're trying to get her to eat it's you know she plays soccer so it's you're gonna run faster at soccer or you're gonna think quicker than others or you'll be you know one of the smartest in your class we try to condition for those positive attributes you know. But but conditioning, yeah, no, it's a real thing. And it happens in our society right when they're born. I mean, it honestly kind of starts when a baby is just about to turn one. I'm in a vegan parenting group and there's so many moms that will come on there and they're just like, I don't know what to do. You know, my baby's about to be once. The doctor's pressuring me to give them milk and, you know, all this. And it's just laughable because why would the milk of an animal ever be made? Like humans think that's okay for them. And we're the only species that consumes the milk of another animal. But we were conditioned, you know, so, so, so long ago to think that this is okay. And then all the commercials and the marketing in the 90s milk does the body good, right? All that conditioning, like, oh, well, this is what you need to be stronger, which couldn't be further from the truth. It actually makes your bones more brittle more common for bone fractures, more likely to have cancer, especially if you're a male and consuming dairy. But the conditioning in the back of your head. So even if you know this stuff, like these vegans in these groups, they still question because they have a doctor saying it. When most doctors don't even have the proper nutrition training, and it just shows you how deep the conditioning can can go in. Or also when you look at a plate, you know, I notice one problem people have when they transfer to a vegan diet or vegetarian diet. Is, well, what, what do you put on the plate? Like, where's your protein source? Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, you're like, you're so conditioned to think you have to have a, a dead animal, sorry, on your plate. Like, you, you do not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm trying really hard to, I guess I am conditioning my children, but I'm switching the narrative a bit, mm-hmm. conditioning for this is the nutrients that these
0: vegetables, these fruits, these plants can give you. And that's why they are good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't we didn't ever like when I stopped breastfeeding, we switched to smoothies cuz she liked drinking something that you yeah. know we put in the like pea protein. I do a whole avocado, a whole banana, a whole sweet potato, and then blueberries, and she still drinks that. Like she'll drink that first thing in the morning when she wakes up. She drinks it first thing like right before bedtime. And that's her. And that also is nice for me because I'm not worried about her getting her nutrients. I'm like, okay, I saw you drink the whole thing. Even if you don't eat anything all day, you got a ton of nutrients. And so eating can be like a fun, fun Mm -hmm. experiment instead of, oh my God, I got to make sure my kids eating this and this and this, you know?
2: No, definitely. Yeah, I did the same thing with Sloan. Um, she still loves her shakes too. It's her main jam of how she gets everything in. And then when I started it for Nico and he loves it, um, he takes my smoothies most of the time, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> that's so make too. But yeah, no, that's a great way to get all the nutrients and you can make it like so fun. Also with the plates with kids, you know, a really fun game confused is like how many colors can mm-hmm. we put on our plate? Mm-hmm. You know, and then they have fun interacting with it not even realizing that more colors, more pigments in the vegetables, the more you know nutrients and benefits your body is getting to prevent cancer, prevent disease and set you up for success. So that's a great shake. You give her, you hit all of the ingredients that a person's
0: going to need throughout the day. So that's awesome. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I don't know if I've told you that before, but that was like, yeah. and not a lot of parents do. I mean, usually they're just like, Being like, okay, here's some milk. It has vitamin D in it. I'm like, oh my God. Go outside for 15 minutes to get your vitamin D, people. Like, you don't need to drink it from an animal. And that's a whole crazy thing too, because we're taught to be scared of the sun. It's like nuts. And Mm -hmm. I had melanoma on my hairline, but I know that it was from college, like being in the freaking, but tanning. It's not from the real sun. Like, it's not. Anyways, that's a whole freaking other thing because <laughs> I'm like, dude, yeah, that's how you get your vitamin D. Anyways, okay, give us a few reasons, like top three reasons people do choose to go vegan.
2: Yeah, there's the three main reasons that people like come to me with and that I see out in the world are the one I align with, which is animal rights, right? So that's really the the truest you know, old school, like being vegan, if you're a vegan for animal rights advocate, like taking away cruelty, not doing harm or taking from any other living animal. It doesn't just apply to what you eat, applies to your whole life. Right. And that is me. I mean, I took forever to get my car because I would not get a car with leather. Right. So that's one of the biggest reasons. The next now reason that's becoming really popular, which I love is for the environment. So that's a reason that Sean is really making the journey. I don't think he's ever going to be fully vegan, but he doesn't really do dairy at all anymore. So for him, it's pretty much just fish right now. Um, But for the environment, because you can just help so much with global warming by um, cutting that out. And then improving your health is another huge one. I mean, it's just insane how many diseases can be prevented and stopped by eating a plant based diet, a vegan diet, taking out all of the Carcinogens from meat, all of the toxins that you get in your body, it's just outrageous. And I truly feel that's probably one thing I work with my people the most is if people knew the damage that meat and dairy do to your body and how nature, what you get from fruits and vegetables and plants, how that can really help not only serve you, prevent it, but if you have it, help reverse it, mm-hmm. you know, or at least slow it down. So those three reasons, animal rights,
0: environment, and improving your health. So I'm going to a little bit play devil's advocate, but not totally. So don't worry. We're not like going to get no, in. I'm ready. <laughs> but play devil's <laughs> advocate a little bit. I truly feel like pre-early 1900s, the amount with which people consumed meat and the way that the meat was is sort of the way it is, quote unquote, like meant to be. There's not factory farming. We're not injecting all of our animals with all of these antibiotics and all this stuff. Um, they don't have like parasites that are then coming to us. I just did a parasite cleanse earlier this year. And it's like, you get parasites from, well, you can get parasites from kissing your dog. So that's a whole thing. Cause I'm like like, kissing my dog, but you can get it from meat and sushi and like all that kind of stuff. And it wreaks havoc on your body. But I think so much, many of these things like the carcinogens and the antibiotics and like all of that, are things that we've recently done in the past like 100 years that weren't meant to be. And like all our cheese, our cheese is fake cheese. Like people in Europe that eat real cheese and not very much of it, just like a light little grating of it, don't have as many issues as us. It's just not the same. And I think that it used to be not the same. And we didn't used to eat as much meat. It was like, okay, you go kill a buffalo. You use it all, and that's, like, your one main meat-eating time that week out of that three months. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that, on, like, how things have changed, how we've, like, started treating animals badly, injecting them with all kinds of crap, like, all of that? That's just a little... Little devil's advocate thing well what's
2: my what's my opinion on like if are you asking, do I think it'd be okay if it
0: was the way it used to be? do you think if you lived in a past life in like the seventeen hundreds or eighteen hundreds that maybe you wouldn't be vegan? That's a really good question. Let me think about that. so here's the deal
2: okay, so so during the summers, when I was a teenager, I lived in rural Bolivia, right? I was a health volunteer, so I lived with families in rural Bolivia, where there was literally nothing electricity running water nothing and I worked at different houses each day and um they would serve you lunch right they would serve you food and you'd be culturally sensitive I trained all year for it and it was a poorer region so they'd have a lot of meals they had chickens and stuff and I had to tell these people in a culturally respectful way that I do not eat animals mm-hmm. and I said you know where I'm from and I had to do all this in Spanish I was <laughs> where <laughs> I'm from um, We have choices. So I don't have to take the life of an animal in order to nourish my body. And I choose not to do that. But I understand and respect that you might not have those choices. So that kind of just is what it makes me think when you ask that. Right. So ideally, I would like to say if I had to go back to the 1700s, <laughs> and if I did not live in a grove where there were enough berries and nuts mm-hmm. and dark greens, you know, would I have to eat animals if I had to, I tell you what, I would literally go for like the bugs. It just doesn't ever feel right to me. I was just born feeling so tied to the energies of animals and their souls and seeing them as equals. So I would like to say I would still be vegan then, but I hear what you're saying about how everything's changed and it getting mass produced. And that is true. I mean, the way that the, the factory farming is out of control, it's doing havoc on our environment, but havoc on people's health. Like, And what's crazy is as much as the factory farming is growing despite the effects on global warming, the lobbyists for the meat industry and the dairy industry are not slowing down their marketing and they're pushing their agendas even harder and pushing the conditioning and it's like how can y'all do that when it's slowly killing literally killing I'm just going to say Americans right now Americans every single day Mm -hmm. like it is insane and yet they're still pushing it saying you need this meat and you know, meat lobbyists are, are literally funding campaigns for the, the commercials you see when it's like, get this double decker of this beef and this, mm-hmm. this bacon. And it's like, how many dead animals can we stack in something? But they're doing these campaigns because they're being funded for it. It's just hurting our, our world. And I i you're staying how it didn't used to be like that, but I feel like the moment we started getting to the place in a country where we had other options, where we knew better. And we also knew better Health-wise. And I'm saying we as people behind the scenes who did know this stuff, that's when they should have actually started scaling it down, in my opinion, instead of blowing it way more up and and taking up more land for animals and pumping more antibiotics in them. And because it's all it's all bad now for you. It doesn't you know, I get what you're saying about Europe. Like, at least it's not as bad for you, but it's still not great. Very, very, yeah. very harmful for you, whether they're being pumped or not. It's not made. For humans, I mean, over 70% of the world population is lactose intolerant.
0: Or yeah. if you want to just say that it hurts their bodies because they're not supposed to have that milk. We were in Portugal this summer, and like when we would go grab breakfast or whatever, I didn't see a single kid drinking milk. And I also didn't see a single kid sitting in a restaurant on an iPad. That's uh. another thing. But I don't know, there's something going on that's different here. And I drive on the highway and I see, I'm like, I haven't seen a milk ad in so long. And I saw one like milk, it does a body good. And I'm like, seriously, like are we seriously doing this really? I know it's it's crazy. And that's actually really becoming a problem in
2: parts of the world where the It has for a while now, but now now countries and communities are starting to see the effects of this Americanized diet, which is just full of saturated fat, full of, you know, red meat and dairy and all this stuff and fast food and all of this bad stuff, the Americanized diet spreading to other countries, right? And I've been hearing studies of how that's slowly now affecting those populations who used to never have issues with certain diseases, now having issues with them like we do in America because our way of doing things is spreading over there replacing countries that used to be way more focused on food from plants mm-hmm. and it's it's terrifying and sad especially now it's 2022 i mean we know better but it's that conditioning going back to the first topic i mean it's just it's ingrained so deep in people and they think they need it i mean the amount of like that i get thrown my way even from family members or in-laws on you're choosing that you're just making it really hard on yourself and others around you if you're going to have choices where you're not going to eat the meat that we're providing yeah like don't make me feel bad because i'm choosing my health and animal rights over your barbecue at your pool party you know what i mean i'll bring my tofu i'm good
0: Okay, so for people who either want to transition to a vegetarian or a vegan diet, or just okay, here's the deal, and this is like sort of my part. Everybody needs to really, really tap in to their authority Mm -hmm. and what feels correct for them, and doing some deconditioning is great too. Because like I've totally deconditioned to that. I'm like I can get through a whole day without having. any animal products and feel good. You know, where for a while it was like, oh my God, I'm going to faint. I'm going to like have low blood sugar. You know, you have to first decondition these things and question things, you know, and then go internally and be like, what's correct for me. So if somebody's either wanting to go vegetarian, go vegan, or just cut back, if they find that their body's being like, I don't need meat at every meal. If everybody would like cut back 20%, that could make huge changes huge oh, yeah. changes in our world. So what are a few tips to transition to either a vegan diet or, or cutting back ways they can get nutrients that they might be scared that they're not getting?
2: Yeah. All those three types of people you just listed are great. And, um, those are people I work with like a lot that just want to cut back. So some of the tips I would give that will apply to anyone trying to go vegan honestly applies to the same person wanting to do less. So a small thing you can do with the first tip is just choose like one night a week to do a plant based day or dinner, whatever. If The whole day is overwhelming to you. Meatless Monday. Yeah. yeah, meatless Monday. And then once you do that, then bump it up to two, you know, and then depending on how far you want to go, like you bump it. But like taking it slow, but first choosing like one day. And then another tip would be finding a meal that you really like or two meals, like two of your favorite meals, and then seeing how you can, you know, veganize it or vegetarianize it, (laughs) you know what I mean? With um, different substitutes, there's so much inspiration out there on the internet that you can find this stuff.
0: Pause and check the show notes because we have a freebie from Sabrina with I think three of those recipes, right? Yeah, yeah. I give three, three recipes. Those are three recipes
2: to help your energetics. Okay. Yeah. Vegan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so doing those and then choosing your favorite meal to veganize it. Because here's one thing. I'll go into a couple more tips. But one big thing is a lot of people that get scared to do vegan or vegetarian. And a lot of the backlash also that you will get when you make these choices are, what do you eat? What is there to eat? And instead of viewing it as what are you giving up, view it as, wow, look at all of my options. I mean, there are so many more options when you open your eyes to everything that plants produce for us. So also viewing it that way. So, okay, so switch out the meal, veganize, find veganize like one or two recipes that you really like so that you see it's doable. Another tip I would give is to safely, safely do it. So either really do your research to make sure you're transitioning safely um, because if you're not getting certain nutrients that can affect your health. And then, yeah, just slowly taking the steps. Always, always, always be kind to yourself is another big thing I'll say because some people might be on their journey to go vegan or vegetarian and slip up here and there or have something that they didn't know and then they could slide backwards. That's okay. Like go slow, seek out information that you're healthy, Make sure you're getting your B12 in. So B12 vitamin is something that you really need a supplement that you need to take that you can't get from plants. That's a whole other story. The only reason people get it who eat meat is because the animals they eat are pumped with it or they have the bacteria in their gut. That's how they get it. So vegans, need to take a supplement for that for your brain health and your energy. And then for your omegas, like your EPA and DHA and ALA, ALA you can get from flaxseed, but for your EPA and DHA. You really need to take um, a seaweed or algae supplement that has that in that. Um, but slowly taking steps, finding your favorite meals, go out and see, like, try try a new vegetable every week. You know what I mean? Or really you should try 30 plants a week eventually. Let that be your goal. Because the more plants you eat, the more um, nutrients you have in to protect against cancer and diseases. That kind of went on a tangent, but I hope I gave some tips. That's perfect. That's so okay. perfect
0: okay i have a couple other just like random questions one what do you feed your dogs vegan they do okay uh, that's a whole t- yeah. okay this is such a funny thing okay we've had yeah.
2: got- for one i'm sorry there's one that's not because he's on a kidney he's my old fart and he yeah. the vet recently did a whole kidney thing for him so He's. No, but I did switch because the one they all
0: first recommended, there was pork in it. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. So there's a
2: fish in there. Yeah.
0: It's so funny because I noticed this having a baby. My love of my life, child, dog, writer was a chocolate lab and he'd eat freaking anything, like literally mm-hmm. anything. And it was great because while Caroline was little, was a baby, like he'd clean up. And then he passed away two years ago and we haven't had like our vacuum cleaner dog and our dog now is amazing, but she won't eat anything except meat, like anything else, nothing else. And then we've tried to give her vegan dog food and she won't eat it. She only eats meat. So I just wonder, I wondered what you fed to your dogs and like, what's, what the deal is with that. And if vegan, you know, yeah, I mean, that,
2: that's how I roll. And what I said earlier, my sweet Templeton who passed away, you know, last year, my little old chihuahua, yeah. my precious little man, uh, his last like two years of life, I made his food for him. Yeah. Um, and that was vegan. That actually, I could have eaten it if I wanted to. Yeah. But, but yeah, I did that. And I know like a lot of people would be like, well, that's crazy because they're animals, they're carnivores, and they actually are carnivores. We're, we're not meant to be carnivores. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, I know that's true, and like they eat animals that there are wolves in the wild. But you also have to remember that I'm a vegan for animal rights reasons.
0: Yeah. So there's different vegans out there.
2: Yeah, so, my, the
0: way I align, that doesn't align with me. Yeah. And then I know we talked about this a little bit behind the scenes already, but I was watching the documentary on Netflix, Fantastic Fungi, and I like a little bit was like, oh God. First of all, I think mushrooms want to be eaten. I do see them as like living beings almost different because they're more similar to humans in their DNA than plants. And they're finding out so much more mm-hmm. stuff. So I was like, hey, Sabrina, what about this? So <laughs> tell me the answer that you gave me, like if mushrooms are okay to eat.
2: Yeah. First, I want to say I loved when you brought that up because I've watched that documentary like two or three times and Sloan's watched it with me. And Sean's come in being like, why are you watching <laughs> Talking <laughs> documentary on mushrooms with our six-year-old yeah so my thing is I hear yes they can communicate with each other well not all of them but you know certain types of mushroom communicate and all of that and that is kind of like what are the kind of human this is topic that I feel like in the vegan community some have been talking about but then it boils down to you know what really roots in the vegan community is they're not sentient beings I mean they don't have a central nervous system they don't feel pain mm-hmm. so I'm not imposing pain on that lion's mane, right? If I take it in. So therefore I feel like it is fine to eat it and consume it in any way possible. And like you said, I feel like mushrooms are just kind of one of those just pure magic here on earth. And that is part, they're part of every single part of our life. Do you know what I mean? Like creation, then we're here and then we pass, then they go, they come up and then there's a whole cycle so I feel like we need to eat them because <laughs> yes. good for us. There's yeah. so many benefits to them. And they don't have a central nervous system. They don't feel okay. pain.
0: After you watch that documentary too, you'll be like, oh, they want to be eaten. Like it's it's they do. They do. Yeah.
2: And I mean you and I need to become our the foragers and so we need to go yeah. out and stick in our
0: own mushrooms. Yes. Mm-hmm. So funny. um but I like ever since I've been pretty consistently microdosing. I don't think it's human design, really. Maybe it's following my, like listening to my body a little bit more, but microdosing makes me crave less meat. It's really interesting. So if anybody's like scared that they're like, ah, I don't know, you might consider microdosing a little bit because that could like help you. There's a different way that you look at things. And to touch on this too, with the, the link that's in the show notes, I truly do feel like eating less meat helps you vibrate at a higher level and makes you more magnetic because you never know when you're eating meat. And this is a whole thing that I have. Sometimes I don't have issues with it. And a lot of times I do when you're eating meat, you are ingesting the energy of that animal when it was killed and the life that it had. If any of that went badly, you're taking on that energetic DNA in your body. 100%. Can I, can I piggyback yeah. on that?
2: So that, that is a huge part, again, also of how I believe and how that I like to teach people when they are interested in it. Because, I mean, it's said that if, you, if one person doesn't eat meat for a year, you're saving about up to 200 animals' lives, mm-hmm. okay? So energetically, just think of how much goodness you could put out in the world doing that. And then also you're correct about that's how I feel about their energy, that they're, you know, their lives. Cause let's put it this way. You can't just cause you put on the marketing of some packaged meat that they were pasture raised. I don't care. I don't care if that animal had a good time in the grass, you still took their life. Mm-hmm. So is it better to, I mean, ask people listening who eat meat, you can ask yourself this is, do you feel better consuming an animal who was confined to a small cage um, who never saw sunlight pumped full of vitamins and then their life was taken they were put out of that misery negative energetics or an animal who lived a great life free range but who still was killed and taken away from their family is still taking lives it's still murder sorry and um, those energetics can affect you and with dairy huge energetics there huge energetics there for me in my opinion especially as a female i mean for a dairy you got to be kidding me people are inseminating these female cows without consent mm-hmm. then making them pregnant then having the babies the baby is literally ripped away from them as soon as possible not given their mom's milk if they are a girl cow they're put into the same system if they're a boy they're slaughtered on spot or sent to make veal and then that mom doesn't get her baby and cows are super, super family oriented. They like moms, like love their babies, just like humans. So that was a little bit of a tangent, the same thing for the energetics and everything. You're going to absorb it. And in my belief, that's all in your karma. And so
0: I like to put out as much positivity and minimize that as possible. Yeah. And okay. I have an open solar plexus and I'm just like really I feel all these things. So it's, I can tell that so much of my life I've pushed down or numbed a lot of these things where I'm like, I know where this is coming from and I'm not going to think about it. Cause you know, yeah. that's so crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. So some people might resonate with that and it, Hey, if you don't resonate with this, that's okay. But I do ask you, if you're a parent, do your best to not condition your kids and you don't have to do what Sabrina's doing and have them be vegan, like that's okay too. But like, just listen to them. If they don't want meat, don't force them to eat meat. You know? Oh yeah,
2: please, please, please. If you're listening, yeah. and also please don't feel that I'm judging you. If you're listening and you eat meat, I'm not judging. I'm just yeah, vegan. my my truth. But I have had several parents come up to me over the years, coming to me being like, "Well, you know what I do because my kid won't eat meat," or like one of Sloan's friends, um, he doesn't only really want to eat meat, and the mom's so concerned, and I'm like. Don't make them eat it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other options out there, you know, and then I give them those options. <laughs>
0: Tell them it's okay. So yeah, listen, listen to your listen to those little souls. Like they know they know what they need. And yeah. there's like we offer a lot of different things, but like there's times where it's like she's like, I only want this. And I'm like, that's fine. It's okay. And I try to get her to try some things, especially vegetables. I'm like your taste buds might've changed. Let's try this kale now and see if you, yeah. you know, see if you like it or whatever. But if there's something on there that she's just like, really doesn't want, I really try to be respectful and be like, she doesn't want this. It's fine. So like, and if you want to reach out to me about the human design aspect of this, the kids that were, that are being born started really in 1987, but for sure, like more and more like 2020 and on, they don't need as much food and they don't need meat on a regular basis like we're taught and i will say too that you never like we go to an integrative doctor and there was times where caroline was having some issues and i think she was eating a little bit too much just really crappy like grain like cheerios or which i'm like like so much stuff is sprayed with just shit Mm -hmm. anyways it's not good so when you're doing vegan or vegetarian, you want to be sure that you're getting like really nutrient dense and clean food and not just being like, here's a pop tart, it's vegan, and that, you know, whatever, but she was not eating so great. And the doctor was like, just for like a week, we need to do some organ meat, like whatever. And we did that and it was fine. And then since then she hasn't really wanted meat and it's like, okay, you know, so like really listen to the little ones mm-hmm. they usually know what's correct for their bodies. As long as you're not pumping them full of a ton of sugar, because sugar makes you like not think correctly <laughs> and like oh, yeah. have weird, weird cravings, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: Sugar is one of the things in our house that's the most watched and monitored for sure because of the cravings, the effect on
0: your brain health, the growing epidemic of insulin resistance in this country and everything it leads to. So, yes. Sabrina's really great to follow on Instagram about all things nutrition, like vegan stuff for sure. But you post a lot of other related nutrition stuff as well that I really have found valuable. So thank you. I know we could probably do a whole like hour on this, but I wanted to keep this semi short and sweet. Will you please tell us how we can connect with you if anybody is like wanting to learn more about this and any offerings you have coming up?
2: Yeah, definitely. So my business is Bodies by Brina, because um, that's my nickname. And you can find me on Instagram. It's bodies dot by dot Brina um, there. And that's probably the best place to find me because um, where I put most of my information and you can DM me or just reach out, ask questions. And I do have a fun course coming up. It's going to be a vegan starter program be six weeks. And it's for people that are wanting, just like we said earlier, if you're wanting to fully transition or um, just dab your toes in it, or honestly, if you're already a vegan and you just want to clean up your nutrition a bit. And so that is opening up for people to sign up to be interested on the
0: 27th. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Put in the show notes your freebie that has like the energetics of going vegan, which is super fascinating. And then I'm going to put in your Instagram handle and then the link to your course, your starter course. Awesome. Thank you. Yay! I'm so excited. We might have to do a follow-up episode at some point, especially as I continue to go on my journey. We'll see. It might take my lifetime of becoming. (laughs) That is okay. okay. Everyone's journeys are different. I'm doing better than I used to, and I feel better. And I think doing the parasite cleanse was huge also. It's crazy how parasites, which come from eating meat, can really screw up your mental health and basically help make you not get as much nutrients because they're yeah. in there eating all that. They're invading your gut health and yeah. they're destroying the microbiome. And I mean, all good stuff. I like looped some stuff out that was crazy. I believe it. I, <laughs> believe it, I believe it. And then I was like, oh, my God, I don't need to be eating sushi because I for a while was like eating a lot of sushi. and I was like, I can't do this. I vegan sushi. It's very good and very creative. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for being a wonderful light in my life and for being a voice for the voiceless, not the voiceless, but the ones who can't talk and speak English and tell us what they're what they're saying animal souls you are an amazing human being and my favorite vegan that i know and i'm excited to introduce everybody to you and have have them connect with you on instagram thank you so much sabrina thank you so much for having me i really really appreciate our conversation it was amazing
1: thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of you do woo I know that you
0: already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of
1: podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener and
2: Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga.